Hi guys, welcome to the Retro Media Talk Podcast. I'm Steve Montgomery and I'm here with Steve Lego. And this is part two of our discussion of our most listened to metal bands of the 1990s. So let's get started. I remember being in co-op records with Mike Mike Gallus up there on Main Street. We're up there on Main Street. I think it was um, whatever year that Pearl Jam came out. And when I first heard Eddie Vedder's voice, first I didn't know what the band was. They were playing it overhead. And I kept laughing. I said, dude, are you listening to this? And he's like, what? I was like, this sounds like Jim Brewer off Saturday Night Live. You know, plays Goat Boy. <laughs> and I'm, that's that's exactly what I was thinking. It was like, you know, I wasn't used to the sound. I don't think anybody was. But, no. you know, the, the radio... The record labels and the radio stations brainwash people to like certain things. You know, they play it over and over and over and over and over. Right. And time until you finally give in and say, you know what, this ain't bad. But when I first heard it, I said, no, I am not listening to this shit. Okay, I'm not listening to this. And then you know that was when the whole Seattle music, you know, right. blew up. But you know, let's be let's be honest here. Who was the original Seattle band? You oh, know, Queensrÿche. Queensrÿche. And they didn't sound like that. But yeah, so it was a dark day for me when Pearl Jam, you know, hit the hit hit the scene and then all my, you know, hair metal and and metal was going down the tubes. Now I got to hear this crap, you know. And then it was it was uh Nirvana. And then it was like what? Collective Soul. What's the other one? Bush. All these different bands. And yeah, that's when we we, we had to search out for what else is out there. There's got to be somebody else out there. You know, there was also a lot of, I don't know if you bought some of these albums, but there was a lot of independent record labels. Like you remember Nightmare Records and uh, a, a bunch of little labels that were putting out independent metal. I was buying a crap load of that too. The productions weren't that great. It was an alternative to what they were putting out in the mainstream. I don't know, man. It was crazy. It was. So, yeah, it was a crazy time because, you know, not only did they did they get rid of pretty much our music overnight, but the, then the, all these alternative radio stations kept popping up. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Talking about one-hit wonders. Right. Oh, my gosh. My next band on my list is Pink cream 69 <laughs> i know i know a lot of I, people are like what the hell is this <laughs> yeah i i um i discovered i discovered them about four or five years ago did yeah, you they're, yeah they're yeah. a good band they're a good band they're a really oh, good band cool man I, i'm glad you i'm glad you heard of them because i was like i was like oh man nobody's gonna know what this one is but <laughs> yeah yeah, Pink Cream 69, they're a German hard rock heavy metal band. Um, they've been around since or, I don't know, a long time. And uh, you know, they're they're just your your standard, you know, good hard rock metal band with melodic vocals, so I don't know. They've been on Epic, they've been on Massacre Records, they've been on Frontiers. Oh, since 89, they've been around. Yeah, since their debut, 89. Okay, so one more. Uh, you probably you probably don't like these guys. I don't know. I'll just say them. Firehouse. 
Well, for me, and I do like Firehouse. Oh, you do? Okay. But I I mean, the only album that was any good was the first one, which, but that came out, and for me, that came out in like 89. And then after that, I just, I, I got the second one and it was a big disappointment. And so I really never listened to them after that. But I mean, their first album was incredible. You know? I thought the first one came out in 90. Um, I think I think it was like eighty nine. Um, I could be mistaken, but it doesn't matter if you if you listen to it. And, and well, you know, that's you true. Listen, yeah, yeah. If you listen to them, but like in the I think in ninety two, their second one came out, which I can't remember what that what was called. What was that called? I, I don't remember what it was. But. Um. Oh man. Uh, hold on, let me see here. Okay, so hold your fire. Yeah. They had, oh, you know, actually their their debut did come out in ninety. Yeah, you're right. Did it? Okay, okay. It, it seemed like it was in, I was in high school still, but I guess it wasn't. But um, yeah, "Reach for the Sky" was the only good song off that second oh, album. Oh yeah, for me. I love that song. That that was a good song. Yeah, I, yeah, I had their ahead. acoustic album, the the good acoustic. Yeah, I do got that one too. That, yeah. That's a pretty good album. Yeah, it it's is. Yeah, I was surprised because I, I I'm not a real fan of acoustic usually, but I, I did like that album. I actually saw them in San Diego at the Starlight Bowl. It was Warrant, Trickster, and Firehouse. No way. It would have been like <laughs> 1991, yeah. Oh, man. I did not put Trickster on there because there was like one or two songs I think I... Yeah, I didn't, I didn't uh, care for them. Uh, yeah, they were... They were a one-hit kind of. They were like a Kmart. They were a Kmart uh, hard rock band. Yeah, they they were like, they were like, they were like a hair band you get you you would get from Wish. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. They they didn't last long. I mean, they had two albums, I think, or something. But they had yeah, they had two or three. But yeah, they they weren't nothing to write home about. No. Okay, so we're (laughs) ten each. Now uh, you got five more to go. All right. Or five more. We got a lot. Five more. more. Yeah, we got a lot more to go. Holy shit! It's gonna be a long podcast. This is gonna be a two-parter for sure. It'll be all right. It's okay. Might be a three-parter. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) The next, the next band on the list is Deliverance. Oh yeah, that was on my list. And uh, Christian, Christian, like uh, you know, they were labeled as a Christian thrash band. They were like the alternative to, which I wouldn't agree, but people would say they were an alternative to the Christian version of, or alternative to Metallica, which yeah. I don't, I never saw that because uh, Jimmy Brown can sing. That was um, about the closest, though, I, I yeah. think, you know, yeah. as far as music goes to Metallica. Yeah. Back then. But, uh, yeah, the. Like I said, the the main difference is is that uh, Jimmy Brown actually could sing. And yeah, he does so, sing. Really so he, so he had uh, mm-hmm. so you had some actually good vocals with heavy, fast, you know, metal. Yeah. And um, of course, their big break was uh, Weapons of Our Warfare. They had a video on Headbangers Ball for that. It was a horrible video, but at least they got some <laughs> at least they got some play on there. Yeah, true. And um, I mean. I mean, they put a string out of nine in the nineties, Weapons of Our Warfare, Learn, mm-hmm. Stay of Execution, which I love that album too. Yeah, yeah. Um uh, River River Disturbance, which is probably like my favorite uh, deliverance album. Mm-hmm. A lot of people hate that album. And then uh Camelot and Smithereens all came out in the nineties. And they just re released um uh, they redid actually, re recorded Camelot and Smithereens in this big deluxe package. It's it's an awesome uh, they did an awesome job on it. But uh Highly recommend it. Good pick, man. First time yes. I heard Deliverance, I was like, I mean, we 
I listen to that so loud in the car all the time because that's what I love to blast. You know, just <laughs> some some nice. See, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like their, I didn't like their first album really. It was okay. Yeah, but they didn't really did hook like me. It. And then they came out with "What a Joke," which was a joke, right? Remember? <laughs> was that that uh, one their second one? Was it? That was. Uh, I thought that was like the third or something. I don't know. Well, what was after the self-titled one? I can't remember now. I thought it was Weapons, wasn't it? Um, well, that might have been. That might have been. I keep up with Jimmy Brown. He's a singer, and uh, he's he had a, quite a few projects after that, which are pretty good. You should check them out. Um, I highly recommend it. Um, next band is Galactic Cowboys. Yeah, I almost put those on my list because that was another band I really listened to a lot of. But I'm glad you did. I'm glad you put put them on there. Yeah, I mean, I. Uh, uh, the space in your face album is the album that I that I I just love that album. Yeah. It's it's just incredible. It's got some. They got those great melodies, almost like those King's X kind of melodies, harmonies. But I mean, the music's just all over the place. It's they're 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 uh, their version two of King's X really is what they are. I mean, they 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 have some very <clears throat> they're very similar, but um, like, they're they're heavier. Am I like, well? What, at, what would you at times? What would you say they're their melodies are, are not melodies, but their harmonies are almost like Beatles-isk or whatever. Yeah, you know, Beatlesque. Beatlesque. Yeah. yeah, they uh, a unique band. I, I heard they were starting to, or may possibly, be recording a new album if really? they can get if they can get everybody together. I guess wow. it's been kind of uh, kind of a hard thing nowadays or whatever. But um, wow. yeah, great. They had like five good albums in the nineties. Yeah. yeah, great. They pro they progressively. Uh, you know, dropped a notch though, honestly. But um, the yeah. first, the first four uh, were pretty good. Yeah. Um, my next band, which would be uh, this, would be number thirteen for me, is Bride. Yeah. I thought you, I thought you would have named them a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I'm my mine's all out of order. I mean, right. you know, it's just <laughs> because you, you were, you were, you loved them. You loved Dale Thompson. Yeah, his his yeah. his voice, yeah, and um, I'm not a huge huge fan of his style. Mm. Um, but uh, I mean, there's I mean, when Kinetic Faith and Snakes in the Playground came out, obviously, I mean, those are just incredible albums. I listen I listen to Kinetic Faith so much. I mean, I can't even tell you. Um, they're a really great band. I can't even put a finger on on how you would uh, categorize them either, you know, because when they started out, I mean, they were almost like a, I wouldn't say a thrash band, but what, what, what do you, well, what they it? were kind of, I mean, yeah, because live to die. I mean, that was kind of a thrash almost speed metal, I guess you would. Yeah. It was like speed yeah. thrash, but it was dark sounding too. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, they changed gears with kinetic faith and it became like a, I don't even know, like a blues rock, kind of guns and roses yeah that's type. what i was thinking too yeah kind of guns and roses um type just feel like a tri like a trippy type feel. i don't know yeah. it was very they did unique. have some trippy kind of weird stuff like psychedelic yeah. jesus you know that yeah. song yeah, kind of yeah but yeah that uh they uh they won some dove awards as a yeah. matter of fact i mean they were very very successful that was their best produced album i think snakes on the playground that was their that was their biggest that's, success yeah that's that's the one everybody like when you talk to people 
uh, and they always mention that album. I, I thought Kinetic Faith was a better album than that, but I mean, well, yeah, I didn't say it had better songs, but yeah, I love Kinetic Faith. They're uh, Wish they got a new album. They didn't get a remastered, did they? Did they? Sure did. Yes, they yep. did. Oh yep. shoot, I missed that. Okay, last year I think it was. Oh crap. Okay, I um, I I didn't get any of them yet. Shoot. Um, so what? Uh, okay, go ahead, man. I interrupted you. Oh, but yeah, they, they got a new album coming out here shortly. Awesome. Um, I I uh, I uh, I helped fund their last one on Kickstarter. Um, oh, cool. Here is your god. Mm-hmm. Is it good? Uh, it was pr- yeah, it's it's pretty good. I mean, yeah. they they've kind of been like in the same. I don't want to say rut, but their last few albums kind of have the same feel to them, yeah. and. Uh, they they always meant they didn't mention it this time, so I'm kind of happy about that. But they're always like, you know, this is going to be like they've been saying, this is going to be snakes in the playground too, <laughs> snakes in the playground, and it never it never turns into that. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, Dale's always doing these, you know, that that thing he does, that that screaming. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I wish he would just you know lay off that. Yeah. Kick back a little bit and do mm-hmm. some. Uh, you know, love on the mountain uh, and ski mask and handguns type songs instead of ah! you know all that. <laughs> I, <laughs> think, I think they just need a they they also need a good good producer because aren't they putting these things out independently? Yeah. So, Matter of uh, fact, he was saying you know that you know um, Troy sends him the guitar, he sings to the guitar parts with yeah. a with a click, then they send those tapes. To Brazil, and the drummer and bass player record their parts and then mix it there. Mm. So it's yeah, it's kind of piecemealed. Yeah, yeah. They keep costs down, I'm sure. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, sure. All of their albums that they've put out in the past decade or so, yeah. there's like there's like there's like two or three good songs on there. Yeah, but that's about that's about it. Yeah. So there's something there's something worth hearing on there, mm-hmm. but as a whole, they haven't been good complete albums, yeah. which is the bummer. The right. bummer for me. Yeah, for sure. All right, so I got uh, two more here. Um, So we might as well keep this running on the same vein here. Uh, Next band would be Blood Good. Okay, I knew you were going to. Well, wasn't that your 80s too? Or did you Um, not put that in your 80s? I I didn't put it on my 80s. Okay, okay, all right. I think it it missed my... Maybe I was thinking it myself. And uh, yeah, okay, I knew you were going (laughs) to... Have it on one of these, for sure. <laughs> it, it, it missed my radar for sure, but yeah, I mean back back in the nineties, um, I mean I was listening, I was listening to all of all their albums. Um, you know, mm-hmm. back then, uh, of course, during the nineties, they had the double live album came out and all stand together. But I was still listening to uh, Rock in a Hard Place like continuously uh, oh, yeah. through the through the early nineties. Just another, but there. In case we haven't disclosed that, they're another Christian metal band, um, and uh, it came out of Seattle too. I think. Yep, S- Seattle. So there's your Seattle sound for you. <laughs> um, uh, you know, they got a, a very unique, unique sounding singer, for sure. Nobody, nobody sounds like him, and he sounds like nobody else. Yeah. Totally. Um, He's an acquired taste. When I first heard him, I, I I didn't care for his voice, but it grew on me o- mm-hmm. over the years. And uh, uh, they got a lot of great uh, great uh, albums. 
Yeah. And um, fortunately, the bass player, Michael Bloodgood, he just passed away. Gosh, yeah. And um, That sucks. So now um, uh, Les Carlson and uh, Paul Jackson, the two remaining core members, are just doing uh, a solo thing with underneath the Les Carlson band name which there you know he just put an album out and it's 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 uh it's really really good cool and they'll be at the immortal fest uh this year once i think again. mike was talking about that i talked to him before he left uh, he's on the road right now moving to north carolina and, yeah he, uh, uh, he said you were going to send it to him or something or... yeah he had, i didn't know that obviously he wanted it for the road trip you know and i didn't oh. <laughs> i i didn't i didn't know that and when he texted me i was at work and i said oh yeah i'll do it tonight and then something came up and then uh i was going to do it uh yesterday right before our podcast or after our podcast and of course we didn't do it so um i didn't i didn't i didn't remember to do it so i texted him today and i he said oh i'm on my way to tennessee so i kind of put two and two together said oh he probably wanted it for the drive but (laughs) i mean you know yeah. what? Since you brought up Blood Good, the one that missed my radar that I used to listen to a lot, other than Blood Good, that I did not put on this list, which I was debating to put it on or not, even though I probably it it belongs there, is uh, David Safiro, because that I, I listened to both his albums a lot, also. Yeah, the other side, and then they had. In, oh, the other side came out in '89. And okay. Scarlet Storm. Yeah, and it's more and, hard rock, I guess, than metal. It really wasn't metal. I yeah, guess. yeah, it was more laid back kind of hard rock. Yeah, and then they had Surrender Absolute, and there was another one. I I can't remember which one it is, but um, yeah, I have yeah. them. All. They're, okay. they're they're good. They're good albums. I'm glad I have them because um, they're certainly hard to come by nowadays. I, oh, I can yeah. tell you that. I bet. And and then uh, number fifteen for me is. Damn Yankees. Saw oh. twice in concert. Yes. Great That's band. band. Ted Nugent, Tommy Shaw, Jack Blades, Michael Cardelloni. He Super was the no- group. He was the he was the nobody of the band. He was a painter. He painted furniture. No way. And wow. I don't know how that's how they somebody knew him and whatever, my <laughs> recommendation. Now he plays uh does he play for Skinnerd? I, I can't remember. He plays for some big classic rock band. Hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, they came out, and, of course, you know, High Enough was a huge, 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 huge hit. hit. Yeah. And they had, I think they had Come Again um, as also was their second hit on, on that album. But then, of course, their, uh, their second album, Don't Tread, had uh, Where You Going Now, and um, that, was a, that was a big, big radio hit. And then they mm-hmm. just... They just didn't make another one. They 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 started working on one, talked about it, talked about it. And it just it never happened. You know, Tommy Shaw went back to Sticks because they all these classic bands were starting to reform because there was a call for it. So you know he he left there. Jack Blaze went back to Night Ranger, and Ted Nugent went back to Killing Stuff, <laughs> and um, you know so it just and they never had a third album. And uh, somebody asked him recently and. He basically said, you know, everybody's all on good terms and stuff like that. He just doesn't just doesn't see it ever materializing. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, great great band. One of the bands that you know shouldn't have uh, emerged when they did. You know, because they popped up in 1990, 
when 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 it was dying it was starting yeah. to die you know and uh oh, yeah. but i saw them yeah i saw them um with uh it, it was at an opera it was crazy it was called golden hall in in san diego as well and you go inside this big courtyard and they have people selling beer and wine and stuff like that and so there was two arenas in this place but there's an outside concourse so the same night Damn Yankees and Jackal was playing, that's what I was going to see. Oh yeah. There was there was an opera going on in the next Oh my god. Right next door. So you know, all these people are standing there in this big courtyard. So I'm standing there, you know, looking all rough and scary and you know, getting drunk. And, <laughs> and there's that's there's funny. people come there's people coming in with tuxedos and like these ballroom type dresses going getting ready to go to the opera. And you should see, you know, some of the looks these people oh, were given yeah, I bet. the damn Yankee Jackal fans was hilarious. <laughs> but uh, that show, uh, it was like the, uh, it was right after Desert Storm. So for the finale, wow. um, uh, Ted Nugent, he goes all the way to the back of the, of the arena, lights a flaming arrow and shoots like a deer. Then he shoots Saddam Hussein with a flaming arrow, right? And then uh, <laughs> prior to that, uh, Jesse James Dupree from Jackal, they played that lumberjack song. Remember that was their hit, their first hit. And then he he basically dropped his pants on stage, right, butt naked. So oh after so after the show, as soon as Damn Yankees was over, the fire marshal came in and arrested Ted Nugent, and the cops came in and arrested Jesse James for indecent exposure. Oh they, my they, god! They both got hauled out in cuffs. No but they way! Wait, they waited till the show was over though, which was cool. Oh my gosh! That's, that's a hell of a story. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, guys, this is Steve here, and I want you to try the best superfood on the market, Field of Greens, real organic superfood. Just use my special coupon code, Healthy Life, for ultimate savings. The benefits of Field of Greens contain antioxidants, boosts immunity, completely organic, supports healthy metabolism, and a natural source of vitamins and minerals. Try Field of Greens today with my special coupon code, Healthy Life, at checkout. Healthy Life. Is that it? That's it. It's your okay. turn. All right. Well, here's a band that you probably never heard of. Now, I was getting into more Sweden, Swedish type metal back in the day, like in the mid '90s, and I heard this band. Uh, gave them a shot. They were actually uh, being sold at a local record store, CD shop. It was black. It was on Black Mark Records. Have you ever heard of that one, Black Mark Records? I, I think I have. Yeah, okay. yeah. And uh, this band was called Tad Morose. I've I've heard of them. Tad Morose. It was heavy, melodic, darker type uh, type metal, I guess. Uh, and then they then they uh, signed with Century Media. Was on a couple other different labels after that. But then a band you probably never heard of, another Swedish band called Jaded Heart, and they're still putting albums out. And they had a kind of a kind of a docking type style when they first started. Now they're more heavier now. But um, I think they're on Massacre Records now. But they're still putting putting albums out. So uh, Jaded Heart, another uh, band that probably not many people have heard of. And then this band I know you've heard of, Conception. Yes. And uh, Roy Kahn, former singer of Camelot. Uh, his band Conception just blew me away when I first heard it. And that was another 
band that was on one of these uh, labels that was uh, catering towards metal back in the day, and they were, I think, a German label or something like that, Noise Records. You remember Noise Records, Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I bought a lot of metal from Noise Records. So Germany and Sweden were probably my two, the two countries where I, I was really getting into that type of music from. So that was uh, 13. So the next the band that blew me away, this is one of my pivotal points in the uh, mid to, 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 yeah, mid, mid 90s, maybe uh, 97-ish or something like that, or 90, 95 or 97. I can't remember exactly what. What but, is it, Backstreet um, Boys? No. <laughs> Symphony X. Have you heard of them? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. They're good. They're a good band. Yeah, I love that band. Um, Russell Allen, I just thought his vocals were incredible. He later joined a band called Adren um, Adrenaline Mob, and he's been on like countless other albums with yeah, other singers, uh, yeah, or, or other bands and and guest vocalists and yeah, everything he, else. He's like a Doug Pinnock, um, uh, Dale Thompson kind of guy. He sings. He's like a Renaissance singer, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's everywhere. He's even in Trans Siberian Orchestra crazy well, the, i mean this that's guy the gig you everywhere. want there yeah yeah exactly so uh yeah russell allen just phenomenal uh when i first heard them i was blown away because they were i was looking for another band that that could could be up there with dream theater and symphony x was that that band they were they were just technical you know progressive power metal and they were so technical. It was just like it, it was like, whoa, man! They, these guys are blowing me away. It was so epic. I got a chance. Uh, me and my other band, we we went up to Chicago, got to see them live with uh, Blind Guardian. I don't know if you heard of Blind Guardian. That was another oh, yeah. band I I listened to a lot um, back then. Gosh, it was just a hell of a concert. It was just so good. They, I mean, they sounded just like they did on the CDs, which blew me away. Drummer's phenomenal. We actually met them outside on the sidewalk. Cool guys, man. I couldn't believe it. They signed my stuff, and they were just so so nice, friendly, and everything. So that was that. And then another band that's from overseas that uh, um, I found. They were kind. They they were a a, a prog metal band and it was called pain of salvation have you ever heard of them no okay yeah they were another swedish band very very unique band i mean their first few albums are very progressive i don't know how to describe them man they're almost like a faith no more type but i wasn't a fan of big fan of faith no more but i i don't know how to explain it the vocalist kind of has that style but 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 a lot better very complex want to check them out i would check out their their first uh, couple albums like entropia and, and one one hour by concrete lake are the ones they were on inside out music uh inside out label the perfect element part one uh those albums those three i just uh, are just epic and then they put out remedy lane another Another good one. Some of their later stuff was kind of really weird and kind of laid back, but the first, you know, few albums, really great, great stuff. We were just blown away by Entropia and uh, One Hour by Concrete Lake. Uh, me and my old band members, you know, sometimes they they would crash at my apartment and we would crank it and, <laughs> and just sometimes fall asleep to it. And 
it's just i don't know it's something about it man it's, it's great out great band and uh great album couple albums to check out there so that's it for for that that run for me all right we're getting to we're getting somewhere we're getting somewhere <laughs> my list is obviously going to be shorter because uh you know when we have the duplicates then oh I can yeah that's, it true. Off. that's true so so the list is getting shorter without me doing anything which is nice so there's not there's another band that's going to be on your list but i'll, I'll let you go ahead and uh, do that one um, yeah, yeah, I know who it is. And then uh, <laughs> I should have did it earlier. <laughs> and then well, I'm, I'm gonna let you do it. Okay. And that way, that'll be another one scratched off my list. Um, <laughs> hey guys, do you want the ultimate iodine supplement? How about liquid B12? How about liquid turmeric in a herbal cold pressed tincture, never heated? the ultimate in detoxification pure powerful and potent liquid formulas in a raw herbal extract totally organic use our special coupon code healthy life at checkout at globalhealingorganics.com use coupon code healthy life so then the uh, next one would be lynch mob yes that was on my list too of course nobody knows who that is uh that is uh, George Lynch from Dokken. His, well, it wasn't his side project because he left Dokken and formed up, took Mick Brown with him, yeah. and uh, formed up his own band, which had a Dokken-ish feel a little bit, not really. Um, but uh, Oni Logan on the first album with Wicked Sensation, which uh, almost I like prefer a Badlands feel, don't you think? Uh, a a tiny, tiny bit, tiny bit, yeah. But more commercial, though, you yeah. know. Oh, yeah. I would think. Yeah. And then uh, they put out a second album uh, with uh, Robert Mason, which is now the singer of uh, Warrant. So oh, both, he is? Yeah. He's oh. been with Warrant now for a decade or more. What? Since Janie Lane died, he's been the singer. Oh, crap. I've been missing out. I didn't know Robert Mason was in there. Yeah. And he, he's. Oh, man. I saw him. I've seen him like twice, I think, since then. And. Uh, yeah, he, he does a really good job. Oh, man, I love Robert Mason's vocals. Um, yeah, and of course, they, you know, then I think their third album in the 90s was Smokeless, which was almost like a Limp Biscuit type attempt. Oh, uh, gosh. They, 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 tried, <laughs> they tried to do. But, um, you know, the you know the first two Lynch Mob albums are incredible. Um, yes. And, uh, I mean, George Lynch is my favorite guitar player, so... Mm. Um, Pretty much anything that he puts out, I'm, I'm interested in listening to. But yeah, really good. It, it it still had like that, still had that commercial feel to it. I mean, mm -hmm. it didn't. He didn't go off the rails with those with albums, and the, it, they're really good. They're really good albums, and uh, I listened to them a ton. Yes, so that is 16. Okay. Uh, let me scratch this. I'm gonna scratch it with them. Just they're so they're all over the place on paper, pieces of paper here. Yeah. Um, so the next one would be Arcade. Did you ever listen to Arcade? No, that was a twist. I, I didn't know. Not once. So Stephen Percy from Rat, he left and formed his own band, which had uh, it was a little bit of a different style. I almost had like a punk hmm. feel at time. At times, not all the times. Sometimes it had a rat feel to it, but. Okay. Uh, um, it's really good. You'll you'll love you'll love the first 
Yeah, actually, you probably love both albums, but they had two. They had two albums and a live album. And um, I'll write it down. Uh, if you if you like Rat mm-hmm. and you like that style of music, it has songs like that, but it also has a little bit um, different styles at, at times. But yeah, really really good band. I saw them in San Diego as well. It was a uh, it was um, Arcade Asphalt Ballet and this band called Voodoo. Uh, really really good band. Wow. And uh, so we'll follow that up with the next band, which be on the list would be Asphalt Ballet. As I saw them oh. with with Arcade, yeah. and I was like totally, I was like, wow, these guys are great. They were great live. Uh, their first album, uh, they had a different singer, um, so but they two, put out two albums, and then of course they disbanded, like it usually happens. Um, but yeah, really good. It's kind of like a, um, it was kind of more of a, I, not grunge. When I say grungier, it was kind of like grungier rock. You know, it was mm-hmm. like uh, a more, it was still commercial, but it was more, um, uh, it was more aggressive hmm. type of thing. I can't really put my finger on it, but it was very commercial, very catchy songs. Um, it's a, a good, a good. Uh, I heard of them, but I can't remember anything about them. I'll yeah, I don't know if they, about. I don't know if they had any big hits, mm-hmm. but um, um, they were good. They were good, man. Okay. And uh, I hate to go back to the well, but I always go back to the well because I, I listened to this band. Um, well, actually, I didn't list it last week. You did, but um, big <laughs> big band in the the '90s for me. Um, you know, the Zachary uh, Stevens era. Yeah, was Sabotage. Yeah, and I should have I should have waited till the '90s for that one too. Um, I mean, I was doing them in the '80s, but I mean, when they, you know, unfortunately, when, um, and not for better for worse, I think John, I think John Oliva is a great singer. He's, he, you know, I think he, you know, I think he's good. I think he's really good. Doctor Butcher. When they got yeah, when they, <laughs> when they got Zachary Stevens, I mean, it was just, you know, it was uh, more operatic, smoother, yeah, vocals. But I mean, he, he could he could still scream but it, you know it was just much more of a melodic type band once he joined yeah even though even though the music didn't change the singing style did and i, th- I think they took off um you know edge of thorns a handful of rain uh dead Wood or dead wake of magellan i mean what what a string of albums you know what i mean yeah for sure <laughs> just those were just just uh blew and blew me away uh especially uh dead winter dead which spawned of course the trans-siberian orchestra Yep, yep, exactly. And all of those albums, I, I don't know about Edge of Thorns, but um, I think all the rest of the albums were all produced by Paul O'Neill, which was the master be- mastermind behind Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Oh, yeah. So, let me see the next band. Uh, I'm going to throw one in there just for good measure because I, I hadn't thrown one in there yet. Believe it or not, you're going to be shocked when I tell you. What's that? But believe it or not, the, the next band of the most listened bands in the 90s, uh, Stone Temple Pilots, believe it or not. I figured you'd throw in uh, one of them bands. Um, it, you know, it was I, – I hated the scene when it came out. You know, we both did, mm-hmm. right? But there was just something – unique about 
the band. And in my opinion, he was the only guy that had like um, a normal, listenable voice um, compared to you know some people say, "Oh, Chris Cornell." Blah blah blah. I, I couldn't stand his voice. I don't I don't know what it was. And not that he didn't have a a good range and stuff like that, but I just couldn't get into him. But Scott Weiland for me had a he had like a really uh, unique but uh, kind of a smooth voice, but he could still scream. I mean, let's face it, um, um, you know, the, the the first album they put out, every song was a hit. Every song. You know, Wicked Garden, uh, Sex Type mm. Thing, Plush. I mean, it was just... <laughs> but yeah, you're right. You're right. They, they had a lot of hits. I mean, I mean, some of those bands were kind of metal when they first came out, like Soundgarden and, and stuff. They were kind of metalish. You know, yeah. In a way, yeah, yeah, for sure, definitely. Um, I mean, uh, they're definitely not on my list, but um, I mean, there there was two bands from that era. You know, I mean, unfortunately, uh, the person that gets all the the attention is Pearl Jam, which I, I never got the attraction. But I mean, Alice in Chains. I mean, <laughs> they're on my list. <laughs> I mean, Facelift and yeah. Dirt. I mean, mm -hmm. the same thing. Dirt. Every song on that album was a hit. It was, yeah. When you went into a bar in the 90s, some song from, from Dirt was playing on the jukebox. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, every one. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, so you got to give those those two bands credit. I mean, I, I, I love I love Alice in Chains, but STP is, uh, um, I think it was, they, were, they were more fun. You know what I mean? They were more yeah. fun, more, more, more catchy. They had catchy, uh, faster paced type songs. You know what I mean? They weren't so depressing, you know what I mean. A lot of a lot of those that that was the one thing about that era, right? Is those bands were so depressing. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna put a flannel on and mope around with my head yeah. down. <laughs> but, but Alice in Chains, they were the. I mean, they were the only ones that were kind of more metal compared to the other ones, you know. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, I like that darker type sound that was the only one that i really compromised with i mean i, I had to be honest when i when i went back and i just said what, what were the what were the bands that i that i really did listen to a lot yeah. I, I i did because i you know i yeah i took a liking to them you know um, yeah. and then i got one i believe i got one more here okay and then uh, uh decisions decisions and like i said i gotta i gotta go back to the well because um I'm gonna scratch off since you already said Alice in Chains. We're just go ahead and uh, <laughs> we already we already discussed that by accident. So um, I go back to uh, a band I mentioned uh, last podcast. Unfortunately, because they they're the bands that well, a band that spans decades. You know, I mm -hmm. mean, Iron Maiden. Oh, so yeah. so many great albums in the '90s. Even though the '90s was um, had some of the Blaze Bailey albums, um, I still I still listen to them a lot and. Uh, I mean, what, what more can you say that uh, everybody's heard of Iron Maiden? Problem right. is, not everybody's heard Iron Maiden. And if you haven't heard them, you should check them out. Very, very unique band, legendary band. And I'll tell you what, if that's a band, if they don't get into the, the rock hall, right. <laughs> let me tell you something, it's just ridiculous. Well, even though I, you know, we discussed why I didn't list Iron Maiden back, back in the day, but it was actually you that turned me on to Bruce Dickinson's solo albums, which I listened to a lot of. Oh, 
Yeah, I, I should have I should have actually put him on there. I not, I guess I forgot. But yeah, he, he but, um Great yeah, his albums. his Yeah, I mean uh of course, you know, he had Tattoo Millionaire and then they had Balls to Picasso. Balls to Picasso is my favorite. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean, I love Bruce. I love Bruce Dickinson's voice. And that was one band for whatever reason I gave a chance to. So when I first heard him, I was like, "Oh, wait. Wait a minute. He sounds nothing." Like, like Bruce Dickinson, but Iron Maiden as a band, they're just so good. Their music is so unique. Mm -hmm. I, I that's I I I stuck with them and wow. uh, gave him a chance, and and uh, of course they they weeded him out quick enough, so it didn't. It was only two albums. Okay. And then we then we got Bruce <laughs> back. So All right. he's got a very deep, uh, uh, deep voice. Um, okay. Not much of a range, but he has a unique voice, but it's it's very deep. But I couldn't imagine, and they even said that when they went on a tour, I mean, he just couldn't do the Bruce yeah. material. The songs they wrote with him, you know, fit him, obviously, because they, they worked his style into the music, but he just couldn't pull off Bruce because he just, he wasn't half, he wasn't half the singer. But he's got a cool voice. Okay. He's got a bunch of solo albums out too, which are pretty good. Really? Wow. Yeah. I'll check that out. You're up. Was that it? Okay. Yeah, that's right. it. Well, this is a band that even though I didn't really get into uh Metallica till later on, because I struggled with I did listen to Metallica in the nineties when the black album came out, whatever, but I really listened to this band more than Metallica, and it is Testament. Testament for me. Well, I'm surprised. Yeah, I I I really love Testament because um, they like, were. What's that? I, I bet <laughs> I, I bet that you like uh, the Ritual, right? That's your album with the electric crown on it. I I, I love all, all their albums. I don't know. It was something about uh, Testament that just they didn't compromise. They didn't change their sound. They stuck. If anything, they just got heavier. Yeah, but um, oh, they're on my list, by the way. So I'm scratching. Oh, they are. Oh, <laughs> another another one eliminated. <laughs> but I, I, you know, we met him, uh, Chuck Billy, Chuck Billy, Chuck okay. Billy. Yes. Yeah, we ran into Chuck Billy at a bar. Me and the uh, uh, another guy that I, I played in a band with. He was sitting there just having drinks. Man, he was the coolest guy. We talked for a little bit. I mean, and. Uh, he was just so nice. I mean, it was it was so weird. He was just drinking, having a couple of drinks by himself. They were playing at a place next door. I don't know. It was, I think it was after the show or something. But yeah, you know, super nice guy. Uh, not much more to add, I guess. Allison Chains was the one I was just talking about. That was one that I did like in the '90s, and uh, not much more to say about that. And then uh, the other one is Camelot. We already discussed. So I really don't have to delve into that one. And then the next one that you may not have heard of, which is an acquired taste, but uh, another Swedish metal band. And they remind me of a heavier sabotage. When I first heard them, I was just like, whoa. You know, and and, and because he sounds like the original singer sabotage, kind of that same tone, but heavier guitars and stuff. I know, who you're, I know who you're gonna say, go ahead. Do you? Of course I know. Morgana Lafay. Yeah, Morgana Le Fay. Oh, you, I did not know you knew them. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and then they split off into Le Fay. Le Fay, yeah, yep. 
And uh, dude, I I don't know something about that band. I just listened to over and over. It was it was on constant rotation. It was just I don't know what it was about that band, but I just listened to them over and over. And they just kind of faded away, didn't they? Yeah, I don't know what happened to them. I really it pisses me off because well, I, I think once they once they had that split, and I don't know what the, what it was up with the split because it was you know, I wasn't really all over the internet at the time when that all happened, but. You know, they, they went from Morgana Le Fay to Le Fay, and then they put out an album that was still called Morgana Le Fay, but yeah. it was garbage. It was. It was. And it was like, what is this? It had that bullet on the front? or Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and then um, that was kind of like the end of it. Yeah. But, but they had like, what, they had one, two, they had like four really awesome, or was it three, three Morgana Le Fay albums that were pretty good, and then they had two really good Le Fay albums. Yeah, yeah. Seventh Seal and uh, whatever that. Yeah, what's what's the other one with the Jesus on the front? Yeah, uh, that's the one that has the boony gear. Yeah, the boony gear. Yep, yeah, you know. <laughs> so yeah, so um, uh, they had uh, Maleficium. SOS. The C- SOS. Y- yes, and yes. they were on Noise too. Noise Records. Yep. Yeah, they. So what did they have? They, no, they had um, they had Maleficium, The Secret Doctrine, Symphony yep. of the Damned, Grand Material, or not Grand Material, it was his greatest hits. Uh, they had Sanctified, which I love that one. Yeah, yes. Um, uh, Aberrations of the Mind, that's the last one I got, and that was 2007. Okay. And I don't really, I don't remember too much about that one, to be honest with you. Is that the band, or is yeah. that the, the turd band? So 2007 is the last album with the real band. Aberrations of the Mind, yeah, that was a, that was a really good one. Do you got that one? I have it, but I don't. Oh, okay. I, I think I bought it, and I never really got a chance to like listen, listen to it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Well, here's another band that um, when I first heard the vocals, I was blown away by, and I don't know if you'll know who these are, but uh, this this band is. Anyway, it was it's called Lion Share, another Swedish Swedish band. Yeah, they changed singers later, and I I didn't I didn't like them. Yeah, Anders Engberg. Have you ever heard of that singer? Anders Engberg. Um, the name sounds familiar, but okay. So he was on Lion Shares, uh, the first album in '95. Then two came out in '97, and then he was on um, Fall from Grace '99. Anyway, this guy, phenomenal vocal vocalist. He's the yeah. He's in uh, Sorcerer. That's right. Great singer. Not much more, I guess, to say about that. You're five. <laughs> That's it? Yep. I don't know if I have five left since we've crisscrossed. Let me see here. So the band that you didn't you didn't list list yet, I've been, I've been waiting and waiting. Uh, because... <laughs> I know. I know. I forgot all about it because you know what? Why? I saved it to the end, and that was the only one in the order I was going to save the best for last. <laughs> okay. I was, I'm, 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 I'm still going to leave it then. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so, the, so on here. I don't know why I did that, but yeah. I think then, um, and then just just very quickly. I think I have. I think I have. No, I got. I got five left, and that's it. Okay. There would have been. It would have been six of the one that you're gonna do. Hey guys, do you like virtual instruments, sample libraries, and audio plugins? I got a special coupon code for you. Okay, samples review five. Samples Review 5 will give you an extra 5% on the already low prices at audioplugin.deals. Now, this coupon cannot be combined 
with any other coupon. Don't pass this up, guys. This is an awesome offer. Samples 5 review at checkout. So samples 5 review at checkout and get you an extra 5% of all the music software deals available at audioplugin.deals. So um, it's uh, a band, obviously, we, we talked about uh, in the last podcast, which is in the was from the 80s, but they had some great albums in the 90s, which I had listened to a ton, uh, and that was Dokken. Um, dysfunctional. Um, and uh, then, of course, the next album had the Red Beach on it. Um, I can't think of the name of that album right now. But they had some great albums in the 90s. They obviously moved to a... There was another one of the bands that they had to move to, like a shitty record label to to keep on existing um but yeah i listened to them a ton in the 90s um of course john norham at one point i think uh was in the band reb beach was in the band i saw him with john norham oh, back yeah. in like 90 uh, yeah i think i probably, did too yeah probably uh probably would have been uh probably like the late 90s like 98 i would guess okay. maybe 99 um yeah so what can i say about awesome. that and then uh Megadeth. Oh yeah. Megadeth. I you know, I back you know, back uh, in the nineties, uh I, I I really loved the music of Megadeth. It was it was really hard to really get into Dave Mustaine sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. his voice was <laughs> Yeah, you know, but when um obviously when they came out with um Symphony of Destruction when that album came out, yeah. it just broke. It just broke open for them, right? Right. And then, um, and I'd heard some songs of theirs previously, but once that album came out and it was, it was so popular, then I, you know, I uh, I really got into them and went back and listened to some of their old albums and that I really hadn't listened to fully. And um, um, I mean, I, to be honest with you, I mean, he hasn't really put a stinker out since then. No, I mean he's gotten better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's gotten better each album. It's like whoa, it's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, I mean they they uh, and he's been churning them out too. I mean, God, yeah. I mean, it seems like every couple years he hasn't he hasn't stopped. No, he but, hasn't. Um, except when he had to have that surgery on on his hand and couldn't oh, play yeah. anymore, and yeah. throat and throat cancer. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. So. Yeah, Megadeth, just uh, incredible, incredible band. band. And, uh, you know, all that spat they had with Metallica and this and that and the bad blood. At the end of the day, yeah, maybe Metallica made more money, but Dave didn't sell out. No. He didn't He didn't sell out. He didn't try to change the times. Yeah, he's he kind of, you know, he went a little commercial, um, mm-hmm. you know, but at, at one point, but... Um, did he kinda, he, but not too commercial right you know? but yeah he he stayed he stayed pretty true to yeah. it yeah next band is halloween oh they're on my list too all right well you can scratch that one there, Steve. <laughs> i loved halloween from the day i saw the video for i want now to back when i was in like a was that 11th grade maybe senior i don't remember <clears throat> but um just like you know as they as the as they got older 
you know, as the band had been around longer, that they changed a little bit. Their sound changed a little bit. Some of the songs earlier on, uh, earlier albums of the '80s, had some 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 kind of comical songs. Some of them, but uh, mm, they were kind of yeah. they were kind of a goofy band right. at times. But uh, and I don't remember when um, when the album came out. But actually, obviously, when the Dark Ride came out, that's really when they seems like they 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 took it like a turn you know what i mean it was yeah. like a little bit different different feel for him yeah dark ride was a pretty pretty heavy album for him. i mean you know it wasn't it was less speed metal you know yeah yeah, yeah. there was a couple fast songs there i can't remember right. it's been a while since i've listened to that yeah but um uh, i love i love uh i love the singer i love the i love the uh the musical style and um i was just reading an article the other day that uh, the guitar player was talking about uh, the Keeper of the Seven Keys album, yeah. which was back from the that was, that was back in the eighties. Yeah, and he said that they he didn't want people to know back then, but um, so he kind of obscured it. But the mm -hmm. Keeper of the Seven Keys, he yeah. says, is is Jesus. Wow. And, and he said that was uh, so it was an allegory about Jesus and that, that album, but he didn't want to freak out the fans of Halloween, so <laughs> they obscured it, and uh, that's that's a story behind that album. It was pretty interesting. Wow. They always had really good lyrics when you delved into them. People, you know, got got kind of turned off. Some people, Halloween, you know, they thought it was real like a scary band back in the day. They always had that song Halloween. Oh, yeah. yeah. But they always had the dumb pumpkin on the front. I know, I know. The cartoon pumpkin. Yeah. They had some really good, positive songs. Well, my next one is, and I, I mentioned it last time, but I, I, what am I say? I listened to them in the 90s. Uh, Queensryche, here in the yep. now frontier. There wow. you go. Promised uh, Land was my favorite. but Yes. Yeah, that was, uh, Promised Land was like their last album before they slowly started. They went through an era, you know, for a while there. Um, yeah. But uh, I got to see him free, uh, for free at the here and here in the now frontier uh, tour. One free tickets got backstage. It was a, that was pretty cool. But um, you know what can I say? Yeah, that was uh, that's my like that my was favorite. The first Queensrÿche concert I went to was uh, on that Which Promised one? Land tour. Or was it? Oh gosh, amazing. Oh. It, it kind of sucks that uh, you know they kind of got. Well, everybody did, I guess, right? Right after that album, they kind of just got shelved, right? Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah, there's so many good songs on there. But yeah, yeah it just kind of tanked, you know? It's weird. I don't get it. Yeah. Bridge got a little bit of uh, attention, and then that was kind of the end of it. Yeah. They, they, they had about two weeks of promotion, and then they were done. Yeah. Okay, and I think the last one that we we hadn't duplicated yet would be Narnia. Oh Narnia! I forgot about them. Yeah, they're totally they're from Sweden. Them. Yeah, they're another Swedish band. I forgot about them. Um, yeah, and I've got uh, both are out or two of two of their albums, I guess. But. Yeah, I, I can't remember how many they've actually put out, but um, yeah. I I got I got one uh, album of theirs on a whim at a pawn shop. And I was like, mm. "What is this?" You know, and then yeah. I was like, "Wow." These guys are awesome. I listen to it like continuously, and I, I my one buddy that. Uh, I used to hang out with a lot, and he was like, "You're not going to be listening to that album again, are you?" <laughs> but I, for whatever reason, I was hooked on it, and 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 now when I go back and I look at their um, uh, their 
their whole uh, discography. It's probably one of their um, worst albums. Mm-hmm. But um, if you if you kind of fell away from listening to them, the album you want to listen to is this is an awesome album. It didn't come out in the '90s, but my favorite album is "Course of a Generation," which came out in uh, 2009. Mm-hmm. Get that album; you will absolutely love it, dude. You will love it. They were supposed to be at Immortal, but they couldn't uh, for this year. But mm-hmm. they couldn't they couldn't get their visas or something. Oh, really? So oh, wow. yeah, but yeah, the album I got and I played the crap out of it, and it's I don't even know where it's at now. Because uh, I don't listen to him that much anymore, but it was Awakening. That's what it was. Came out in '97. Hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep. I know what you're talking about. Yep. I think that's one I got. Um, yeah, it's got it's got the lion on the front cover. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a good album. But that's oh, that's yeah. it for me. I don't have okay. any more bands. Well, I mean, basically, I'm just going to, I'll just go down the, the list. I mean, it's overlapping. But uh, one of the bands that I did listen to quite a bit, I guess, was Saigon Kick. Did you ever listen to them guys at yeah, all? I, I, wasn't, I wasn't a big fan. I mean, they. I don't know how it holds up. I haven't heard the albums for a long time. They had some good songs. Uh, we talked about Nevermore. We talked about Die Happy, Pride, Haven, Deliverance, Lynch Mob, Halloween. Okay, here's one that we haven't talked about, but Wicked Wicked Mariah. Have you ever heard of them? Uh, No. Okay. Wicked Mariah, love that band. I think they came out in like 95, and they went through a weird name change, dropped the Wicked, and it was Mariah for, I think, one album. And I, I don't know. Then they went back to Wicked Mariah, but I didn't get their 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 last album they put out i I just had the first two but i listened to a a lot of uh that album i don't know something about it and every time i put it on they were like who's this album or who is this i mean i don't think they got the respect they deserved and uh kind of fizzled out but um one band that i listened to when they first came out now this is kind of a this kind of when new metal was hitting and uh it was the tail end of the 90s. I did uh, really like this band. It actually came out in 99, so it wasn't much of the 90s, but uh, it was Seven Dust. Uh, yeah, but, I uh, like their debut album. Yeah, and that came out in 99. Yeah, and I, I, I still like Seven Dust, but so I guess I'm at the end. Now, there was another band that I could, I could, I could say that I listened to a lot of uh, that you may or may not have heard of. ABBA? No. <laughs> it was kind of a prog metal band. They're they're very, uh, not very known um, here at all. I mean, they put out a lot of albums, but I mean, you know, they're, not, they're just not a, they're not a big band, but it was Poverty's No Crime. I don't know if you ever heard of them. Um, mm, but they no. had some, they had some good songs. That was just kind of, I just kind of threw that out there. Oh, I did listen to, to some Solitude Arterius, Arternus. If you ever heard of them, uh, kind of a kind of a doom metal group, kind of like uh-huh. uh, Candlemas or something like that. I don't know. The one that I, I was saving to the end, you know what it is. It came out in '98, and it's Evergrey. I was waiting. I <laughs> know. Uh, I knew. I knew. That's why I'm I'm surprised I had it on the end because 
I knew you were going to have it on your list. So I don't know what I was thinking, but hey, you know, good call. Thanks for waiting on that one. I love Evergrey. Bought that one on a whim. And that one actually, it, um, I went into a record store and it said heavy progressive melodic metal, something like that. And I was like, okay. So I, I took it, um, purchased it, not knowing a thing about them. And it was the Dark Discovery album. And ever since, I've been an Evergrey fan ever since. And every time they release a new album, it becomes my album of the year. And that's what I had for album of the year of 2022 was the last Evergrey album, A Heartless, a heartless Portrait. It, it, it's like a, a Heartless Portrait, the Orphean Testament, but I just say A Heartless Portrait. It's a long title. Yeah, that was my favorite album of last year. I haven't bought I haven't bought an Evergrey album since the Glorious Collision. Wow. I mean, I've heard some of the songs, but mm -hmm. I, I haven't I haven't actually purchased a mm -hmm. CD since then. Oh wow! Every one since hymns of of a broken uh, hymns for a broken or uh, oh god, I'm gonna say it wrong. Hymns for the broken. Uh -huh. <laughs> Shit. Uh, from then on, I like every Evergrey album. I think equally. Huh. I don't know. It, it, they're just so good. It, every one of those, from that hymns for the broken till now, that's five albums. I don't know. They're just so good. My uh, my, my my favorite album of theirs, up until 2011, is uh, In Search of Truth. That's my that's my favorite. Yeah. So In Search of Truth was your favorite. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's cool, man. That's uh, way back there. But yeah, good album. Hey guys, what's up? This is Steve Montgomery from Retro Media Talk. Hey, I just want to let you know I got a new album out called Night Sky. If you like ambient, cinematic type music, a little synth wave mixed in with uh, some of the tracks, hey, check it out. It's available on Bandcamp, Amazon, Spotify, and some other outlets. I also have a physical CD that you can order through the link in the podcast description wherever you're listening to. Thank you so much for your support. Steve Montgomery, Night Sky, out now. Hey guys, I'm recording this in post. Steve's not on here right now. I just want to interject this story because I I forgot to uh, do it while we were, we were recording. As far as Evergrey goes... I met those guys right before the uh, pandemic. Saw them live up at a at a club in in uh, up by Chicago. They were on their world tour for the Atlantic album. Awesome, awesome album, and uh, it it was just an amazing show. But we waited around afterwards to see if the guys would come out. Every one of the band members came out, hung out with the fans. We talked for a while. They were so cool. Yeah, I just wanted to 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 let you guys know that uh, Evergrey, not only are they a, an unbelievable band, but none of those guys are stuck up or dickish. They were so cool, so friendly, so talkative, and I just think that's something to to uh, acknowledge. They were so cool. You probably won't be listening to this, but I just want to thank Evergrey for showing their fans some love and respect. All right, we're going to go back to the podcast now. Since we're at the end, 
I'm just gonna give a couple shout outs. You got any shout outs you you wanna wanna give out or anything? Uh no, no shout outs. I don't okay. like a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna give a shout out to because in the nineties, later later on, we used to trade CDs. We used to meet up uh but it was Brandon Timian and Corey Piles. You know Corey. You know Corey, Corey Piles. Very well. Yep, Corey yeah. Piles of Decade of Decadence. Yeah, we used to meet up uh, each other's houses and um, trade CDs. We'd bring some CDs that try to trade up for uh, something we wanted. And that's how we kind of got rid of our <laughs> stuff we didn't didn't like instead of trading in at the record store. So we try to trade off yeah um, uh cds and that was before we could burn them so we had a lot of fun doing that sometimes uh you know sometimes you traded off something you you didn't really want to trade off and uh yeah it was it was a uh, always a game though but it, it was fun trading cds and s- stuff like that and then uh i'll do a shout out to chris camp and denver waters and terry richards which are not listening but uh you know they used to come over uh they're they're in my old band uh widow's offering they used to come over and uh like i said crash the apartment whatever and uh we used to crank up all these uh different bands that that uh, a lot of these bands that we're we're talking about now and then uh one one guy I'll, I'll give a shout out to matt dameron who was a big pantera fan that uh turned me on to pantera didn't make the list but by it the way. didn't <laughs> it did not make the list because pantera was one of those bands that i i didn't listen to a lot of i really love the music don't get me wrong but there was so much like cussing in it and stuff that i would I was uh, I, I don't know man I was kind of turned off by it. No, they were they were a one trick pony dude and I would never really got into them either. I, there's a couple songs I like when I'd be out hanging out at the bar at the yeah. mosh pit. Yeah, yeah. But other than that they were they were a one trick pony. The other stuff sounded it was the same formula. We probably <laughs> lost all of our listeners after last week's podcast. <laughs> you think it was like, that bad? They're like we don't want to hear about the, <laughs> these nerds and the metal bands they listen to and if they somehow made it past uh, the 80s bands once they get to the 90s they're like they're like pink cream 69 what are these guys listening to narnia we're talking about all these bands that nobody's heard of oh i just farted <laughs> should i leave that in there yeah <laughs> that's funny so anyway guys thanks for listening to retro media talk podcast find us on all the platforms hope you enjoyed this episode of 90s metal our favorite or our most listened to bands of the 90s there's some bands on there you probably never heard of check them out give it a listen see what you think thanks for listening guys talk to you guys next time ciao